I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One against Schofield. Puopolo got a high tackle. Back to Hodge. That's a goal, I think. It is. Hodge has done it from nowhere. And better done it. The first team... In the 18-team competition to go back, to back, to back. They're three pieces. Collingwood by a point. Lockyer brings it in. Ryder sandwich between two pies. Back of the Packers, Windelich. Quick handball to Hocking. Back to Lovett Murray. He goes short. It's a mark to Zaharakis. We're now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to us. This is the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. And strap yourself in because we have an absolute rip snorter today for you leading into Gather Round. I was just sitting there listening to our intro Back-to-back-to-back, Hawthorne. All I want them to do this week is go back-to-back wins. That would be fantastic if they could find a way, but it's very doubtful. I mean, we lost to Geelong, so let's start with our first win. Um, Bombers won't be ahead of the G because everyone is playing in Adelaide, Adelaide Oval and Norwood. But uh, I'm Rob Kennedy, your host, the Supercoach Hawk, sitting here with my co-host, Mickey Dell. I'll get you in one second. Because I want to talk about who's sitting in this screen below us. Now, we are on YouTube, so I'm pointing down to where he is. We've invited our good mate, Jake Skiddy Skidmore. Now, I just want to say, no, 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 he's not in the 1%. We've broken our rule a little bit. He was in the top 1% last week. But what he is, is a top 1% when it comes to blokes. Because this bloke right here, he's the type of bloke that when he's in town, he gives you a call and says, Rob, I'm coming into town. Want to catch up for a beer. That's the kind of bloke Jake Skidmore is, and that's why I call him a mate. Jake, welcome to you first really quickly. How are you, my friend? Thank you very much, boys, for having me. I appreciate it. That's right. I do give a, uh, I do give a call to the boys when I'm in town, unlike a certain MM that may not be uh, 
said or featured on this podcast, but uh, it's really good to be here, boys. Can't wait to have a yarn about the uh, super coach and the footy that's around ahead. Beautiful. Sorry to not go the normal intro. Mickey Dell, the big horse. How are you, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm going to take a back seat today because we have the Jake Skidmore in the building. And I can confirm that he does call people because he was only in Bendigo a couple of weeks ago. My phone was running hot. A couple of beers down at the, uh, where was it? The sports bar here in Bendigo. Oh, yeah, the Jeez, they have a beautiful sports bar there, down there it's in Bendigo. Mr. Bob's, yeah. A couple of studies. Yeah, they, it was uh, nice. Yeah, your hometown really treated me well there. So really felt it. And, uh, yeah, Mickey was uh, very nice on the on a couple of beers. Just a couple of quiet ones because still had to drive back down to Melbourne. But, you know, still a beautiful day well spent with great company. So it was fantastic. Mm. We talked a lot of Mickey Dell. We call him a stat man here on the Modern Fantasy Sport Podcast. But I tell you what, if anyone's going to review a sports bar, the person I'm calling is Jake Skidmore. I tell you what, if you're giving it a good review, I'm there and I'm there in a heartbeat. I can tell you that yeah. for yeah, damn. And a couple of cheeky bolters as well. So that was uh, that was a yeah. very, very nice day if they uh, – very nice. All right, gentlemen, let's dive in to give everyone an understanding of what's going on. If you haven't already, make sure you click subscribe. Uh, we've clicked over 400 plus subscribers, which is absolutely phenomenal. And we thank everybody who's got behind us and supported us through this. What started as just a bit of a fun project and a bit of banter between some boys. Um, today, we're also going to get into some captain choices. We're going to get into some trade uh, trade talk. We are going to have a little bit of a look at Jake's team as well. As I said, he was in the top uh, 1% last week. What did you get, Jake? 2298? Uh, 2259. So I was pretty happy with that. Pretty happy with that. If uh, if I didn't go to the chat and uh, Damien Carroll decided to tell me to take Jimby over Stocker, I would have done a lot better. But, you know... Sometimes you've got to listen to the boys, even if uh, even if it's the wrong call. So that's all right. We, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, mate, about how sometimes we don't get remembered for the good calls we make on a podcast. We get remembered for the ones that we get wrong. So we've all done it. We're all uh, criminal to it. But uh, we move on. We strive on. I think as a group, we've all done pretty well. And I think we're all starting to climb back up to where we want to be. I think we're all improving. It'll be really good to have a look at your team in a little bit, especially a team that doesn't have a lot of cash in bank, but does have a lot of trades. So it will be great to look at it from that perspective. I know Dell and I both have a lot of cash in bank, but have used quite a few trades. So there'll be a lot of good chat for anyone who's listening along on the podcast um, or following us on YouTube. We've got plenty of players that we're going to talk about, and then we'll start to dive into uh, captain choices this week. So <laughs> Dell, anywhere that you want to start before we dive into Mr. Skidmore's team and go from there? I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Skiddy's come up with, given that like, there, there is a few of us that, that are either associated with this podcast or that have our own Twitter handles and talk AFL and a lot of AFL. And uh, Skiddy's, when it, when it comes to the social media type stuff, isn't over the top loud when it comes to it, but he's very he's, he's reserved, but he's very educated with what he does, not just with the AFL. We're going to get him on with the NBA and that as well, which he does specialise in. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes about structuring his side, what, where he's gone to with some of the lesser-known picks. Like, I know you've got Stocker in your side, for example, who was a, an absolute bum at Alton, and now he's averaging high 70s at St Kilda. So that's a ripper pick there. But, um, yeah, as we go through your side, I'll ask you a couple of questions, give the viewers a bit of an understanding as to how someone, I guess, outside of Robbie and I think and how you're going about structuring your side moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, it's good. I mean, like, obviously, I've played a lot of uh, 
I played a lot of footy. I played about 15 years of footy myself. So, and also I've been a coach for three of them. Um, I had, uh, I had a pretty good, uh, I was pretty fortunate in the fact that uh, Terry Wallace was around our club a lot and he kind of mentored me and brought me forward. So I have kind of like a different kind of way of like reading into the super coach kind of way of things. And I kind of think more of how they work as a team and as a, how they work as individuals themselves as well. Because Terry was very big on their players and their humans at the end of the day. They're not just, you know, they're not just AI doing their thing. Like, you know, there's going to be certain things that work around it. So I kind of try and look in that kind of aspect of how things are going to work like that. So I don't know. My thought process might be a little bit sideways, but it's working. If you get me into the top 1%, then I'm listening. <laughs> mate, if you don't give us a little bit of sideways, I'll be extremely disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. So, mate, before we dive into your team, let's make sure we give a shout out to one of our sponsors in the Standard Squeeze. The Standard Squeeze helps you pour one standard shot at a time so you know exactly how much you're drinking without any of the guesswork. No more broken glass bottles with their food grade quality plastic. Throw your squeeze into the esky, the back of the ute, or into your back pocket. Responsible drinking with convenience. So go on, have a squeeze at thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code MOLTON15 for 15% off at checkout. Massive shout out to the team at Standard Squeeze that have got behind us. We love their products. We love everything they stand for and everything that they've got behind us with. Um, if you didn't hear through that ad break, make sure you jump on their website. Use the code MOLTON15 to get 15% off all their products. I can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Let's dive in. Let's see if I can get this right. I'm going to move to our share screen approach um, and see if we can get uh, Jake's team up on board. We will talk to it to those who are listening on the podcast. Let's see if I have hopefully done that correctly. Jake, we're going to start with your defenders. So we've got the defenders up on screen. We'll talk to them first just to give everyone a shout to understand that's listening on the podcast, not watching on YouTube. We did talk about $0 remaining, which I always find that very special that you spent to the final dollar. That's brilliant. You have 32 You have thirty-two trades left. You haven't used a boost yet, which is rare as well. Talk uh, us, one. Oh, one? Have I read that yeah, wrong? Use All right. one, yeah. And talk us through your uh, talk us through your back line. Talk about where we're at and what's going on. Yeah, right. So zero dollars, which um, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I made my first trade this week. And also, too, because I had Warple in my team and God damn, he was giving me the shits. I don't know what it was. I came into the season and I thought Hawthorne's midfield was got to be Warple and Newcomb and then someone because I don't know what the hell they're doing. But Sam Mitchell obviously went, you know what, Warple? Don't need you in there the whole time. So I pissed him off and got Hopper, uh, thanks to your guys' recommendation. So thank you very much for that. Um, Hopefully that pulls through. But uh, we'll start with the back line. Back line, I've got uh, Nicky Dacos because, you know, you just have to. He's just unbelievable. Um, Bailey Dale, um, that's one of the ones where I kind of went, I know there was a lot of talk about Bailey Dale's first couple of weeks and he was just, Crap, nothing that he was doing the last year. But I kind of thought to myself, you know, he there's got to be a reason why. And maybe he's just working himself back into the footy. And I was like, oh, you know, this is probably the time to go for it. I got rid of um, oh, Cox from Fremantle because he was doing me up the damn wall. And I hated seeing 
a 46 or whatever the hell he got. So I was like, no, I'm going to go with someone that I'm trusting. I'm going Dale. So I stuck with Dale. Uh, Redmond's just sold as all hell down Essen's back line. I honestly thought it was going to get a bit more uh, bit more use of it. Oh, yeah, they're ready. Oh, that's a great celebration, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, of all the ones you can get. And he, geez, he kicks some absolute rippers from outside 50. I mean, I don't want to see him have a set shot ever. He has no business in taking a set shot. Just keep nope. loading him up from 50. Yep. Buckley, uh, that was a, that was purely on the Molten Fantasy po- uh, Sports Podcast. I've listened to you boys saying, get this bloke, even though Mick had no idea who he was, but Robbie, credit off, mate. That's an absolute big win for you there, mate. That was sensational. So, yeah, I stuck with Buckley. Uh, Stocker, you're going to give me credit for Stocker, but I honestly yeah. was sitting there and I went, I've got no idea. And I kind of just went, oh, you know, maybe he'll thrive. Uh, Damien Carroll always talks up, oh, how good's this bloke? How good's this bloke? Because he played for Carlton. And then, you know, I thought maybe he'll actually do something good at St Kilda because maybe they'll get the go. And there you go. He actually did it right. So we'll take that. And uh, McKenna, uh, yeah, just, you know, that was that was honestly a price of, uh, of you know, thinking that he'll probably get a game at Brizzy and he can make some money for me, and he's doing very, very well. So pretty uh, pretty stoked with that, actually. Did you pick Conor McKenna because it's Conor McGregor's brother? Shout <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out to Justin. Uh, to be sure, to be sure, I did. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no uh, yeah, no, they'd have to have the same last name for that. But uh, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that's cool. yeah. <laughs> Pretty bloody close. I'm glad that he's not flopping as bad as, as McGregor does, so that's good. Yeah. Maybe he could actually come in and do a fight for once. Jeez. So, yeah, and then you and then you got so you got Chester and Constable on the bench. We'll get to them in a bit as well. I mean, so Bailey Dale yeah. was obviously a big call. Did you bring him in after? Have you only just brought him in last week? So did you bring him after he finally turned it around a bit and got a hundred? Or yeah, no, I brought him. I brought him in not last week, the week before. Wow, so good call. I've actually both of his good scores. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm not bitter. Really- I, I'm not. I'm not bitter at all as somebody who had baseball <laughs> and got rid of him after round two. But I had to. Like you know what? You can't get upset at getting rid of him. You have to make some of those calls. I actually like yeah. him as a player, so I'm happy to see him scoring, which is great. Um, yeah. Buckley's been a big one. Look, I to it's, I love the shout out that you give me a bit of credit there. But I pretty much remember when we first both brought him up it was when we were doing our first break even score, and I just sort of looked at him like I actually hadn't seen this guy play either. So. Mm. I can't take too much credit for that other than just pointing out what his break even was and seeing a little bit of what he was doing down back. So, yeah, good yeah. pickup. Um, a few of us missed the boat there on that one. You know, having Dacos in your D1 is a gutsy position and allows you to sort of move into other spots. And mm. and Redmond seems to be the player that's um, that's taken Ridley's role and and, um, and Dell's talked about that a lot. So, mm. I don't know. Your thoughts, Dell? Yeah, I like it. I like you. You've got a good... You know, you've got Dacos, Dale, Redman, Stocker, McKenna. They're all people that use the ball well out of the back line. They're not key position players, so to speak. Jack Buckley, I have watched him a bit since we brought him up in a podcast. I think it was about three weeks ago. He intercepts the ball really well. So him and Sam Taylor work really well at the GWS. And this, um, it's already slipped my mind, Buckley, he um, he takes what 
looks like as the third tall, so the lesser of the tall forwards on any team, and tries to play off them and get them in the set possession. So, mm. as we know with Super Coach, they're big point scorers. And credit to you, Skitty, for getting him in because he's going to make another probably 90,000, and you'll move him into something a lot more premium, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. The only worry I'm having with Buckley, especially, like I'm fairly confident with, I'm very confident with Dacos and and uh, Bailey Dale and Redmond. Um, I mean, obviously, I'll try like Redmond. I'll probably try and move up a little bit more, but Buckley, I'm just a little bit cautious with the fact that Phil Davis could come in there and take because he, you're right, he does take a lot of those intercept marks. It's not as much as like those slut kicks around the back line. To get his mm-hmm. score up, he's more or less being that bloke that does that kind of thing, and I'm worried that Phil Davis may hamper that in a certain way. That yeah, I'll not too much. I'll put this to you: If GWS mm-hmm. keep losing, are they going to persist with Buckley, who's a young player, or bring in Phil Davis, who potentially might finish up this year? That's a very, very good point, and yeah, yeah I would definitely agree with you there, saying that they may prioritise him. But you know, Phil Davis has always been the heart and soul of that team. You know, when they were when they were in the flag um, in the grand final, sorry, against the uh, Tigs, like you know, it was Phil Davis that was captaining him, and he was the one that was leading the charge out for the boys and everything. You know, they've got a lot of respect for Phil Davis, and I don't think they're just going to like let him peter out. They're going to do like they're going to do right by him. You know, like if he wants to go and he want any yeah, body can yeah. still let him go, he's going to go, and he's that type of player. So that's why I'm a little bit worried about Buckley, but you know. Davis is, what, two, three weeks away? So at least I can sit on it for a little bit more. I've got the trades, obviously, to be able to do what I want to do. So um, if it makes me a bit more, that's fine. No worries. Good lad. That's a good shout. I think we we move into your midfield there. Talk us us through your mids, mate. Yeah, right. So Clary, obvious choice. I mean, Clary's just Clary, so that's all right. Cripper, the Brownlow medalist, so... Cripps is going to do what Cripps is going to do. Um, I'd love to know what his score is with and without Walsh because I just want to, like, I don't know. I feel like Cripps, you can – he's always going to get you around that score, but he could, you know, drop a little bit. Hello. Um, Rainsley, I, think I'm, <laughs> you know, I need the stat man on that one. He scores better with Walsh in the side. I was just going to say, he scores more. Oh, really? He scores better, he scores better with him. Yep. yep. Beautiful. Well then, Cripper's staying. So that's uh, that's made a decision for me. So thank you very much, Statman. You absolute legend. The horsey stat. Horsey stat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, being a Northman, I've got LDU in there because he is just 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 put him in for your Brownlow medal right now. God, he's just so bloody good. I'll tell you right now. If I, I'm telling you right now, Mickey Dell and Robbie Kennedy. Mm-hmm. If I walk in to my bedroom and LDU's in bed with my wife, I'd probably get in his side of the bed. Oh. <laughs> That's how much I love the man. He is stallion. That's so good. Um, That's so good. Uh, Tommy Green, you know. Mr. Skidmore, you've got to leave past. That's what I heard. That's all I've heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people take movie stars and stuff. No, I'll take LDU. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tommy Green. Uh, yeah, just you know, I, I feel like he just he just does what he does. He's just that bull for for the Giants. I mean, uh, with Kelly and Canelio in there, so 
he does what he has to do, and it, you know they obviously they obviously love him and really rate him. So happy with that. Setters, um, that was honestly because I didn't have a lot more monies, and Mickey Dell told me get around him. He's gonna he's gonna go well. So I went. You know what? May as well get in there. Uh, Hopper's the new addition to the team, as I said, because I hate Warpool. Um, uh, Ashcroft, obvious. You know he's going to be he's going to be a star in the league. Um, I'm not bitter at all about North not getting him anymore, so that's fine. I don't care. Ashcroft's great. He looks great in Brisbane, so good on him. And Jimby, that's obviously the old uh, the West Coast specialist. Robbie Kennedy's work, obviously there, because uh, yeah. You, you can't go uh, can't go against his word from a West Coast or Fremantle uh, player. I wish I went against my word a few times. I'll tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, back yourself, King. You're you're the man. That's why. Um, Mackenzie, uh, yeah, that's another Robbie special. Um, Hollands, I was out of money and I just needed someone that was going to play a game and I knew he was going to play for Carlton. And Baker, that was one where I looked at and I thought to myself. You, you see all these players at that low price. And as soon as he got named, he was immediately in my team purely because he's got that um, the, the pedigree from coming from the Ds. Like he, he knows how to play winning football. And he's, yeah. he's got that mindset of being like, okay, I, I'm going to have to fit into this system at the Western Bulldogs, but they can put him anywhere. And I still think that he's going to be able to, not necessarily flourish, but like he's going to be able to play his role and he's going to be able to do it well. So I thought, yeah, no cash there. So I was pretty happy with Baker in there, even though I'm still looking to get rid of him because I'm not liking 40s. 40s aren't doing it. <laughs> he's not a wet weather footballer. I, I'm, I know people jumped off him in his score. He's an outside mid on a dry day <laughs> for a Western Bulldogs team that when it's dry, he's their guy that's just going to well, put that on a T-shirt. Um, he's the guy that's going to get some get some points, but yeah, look, Libba did his thing when it was wet. McRae did his thing. Bontempelli did his thing. I, I think just Baker did a role, but he's not going to be super coach relevant in the wet. I don't think. Yeah, great. I feel there's too many players. I feel there's a lot of people doing a lot of trades of players who still have break evens of like either in the negatives or or under ten. Like it's like you can't jump off them too quickly. I know we've got these trades at the moment, but. People that do it right are going to use those trades in the right way. I still think there's opportunity there to go sideways to make sure your bench players aren't dead. You don't have dead rookies sitting on your bench and getting those trades. I think we've got to be careful, though, trading away or trying to force the upgrade too early uh, with players whose BEs are, are quite low. Like, I mean, Alwyn Davies right up there is getting traded out a lot. I think he's, you know, 2.4% of trades have been Alwyn Davies. I mean, he still has a BE of minus one. Like, he's still going to generate you some cash. I just don't think there's a need to do that just yet. Um, but, but look, you've got English Marshall. Tell us a little bit about um, Samson Ryan. When did you bring him and, and where are you sort of sitting with him, mate? Yeah, right. So I brought uh, Samson Ryan in uh, the same week that I brought Bailey Dale in. Um, just, uh, yeah, just because, you know, I went, uh, I had Radigalea and... I don't rate him at all. I think he's garbage and Geelong are going to also see that, uh, especially down back. I mean, look, forward, you can hide him a bit, but down back and the best player, mate, Mickey Dell could kick five goals on him. He's 
all he can do is leap, but he has no idea how to run at the football. Like, no, no, I'm not having a bar of it. So I wouldn't piss him off. And um, Samson Ryan was getting a game. So I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll let him sit there for a little bit. And now that Nankervis is out, and I'm pretty sure Soldo's still a couple of weeks away, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, now that now Ryan's actually got a shot. So I was going to just, like, leave him there as kind of just like, you know, a captaincy kind of threshold, something like that, because if he didn't get a game all the time. But now I'm like, this guy could actually be the Ruckman. Like, he could genuinely be the Ruckman. So if he does and that pans out... I'm moving him forward and I'll take his scores because, you know, a couple of hitouts here and there. I think he was – I saw somewhere that he fed um, Rucks uh, contested to hitouts. He's fourth this year, which I know is – he's probably done like three or four. But who cares? I'll take that. That's good percentages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So um, come in. Let's crack on into your forwards and then we'll have a bit of a chat about it. And I think there's a few players going to come up. We'll start chatting about some trades and some different things as well. Talk to us about your talk to us about your forwards, mate, and then we'll then we'll get into a bit of trade chat. Yes, wait, as uh on came for this trade chat with the boys. Ooh, <laughs> Gets me giddy. Um, <laughs> so so I got in the forwards, I've got dunks because you know everyone has to have dunks. Uh, Taranto, because, you know, he plays more mid than forward, so that's just an easy one. Goulden, okay, so I <laughs> I bought in heavily to that practice game that Goulden had where he scored 170-odd or whatever he had. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, if he can do that, then that's the type of bloke that I want on my team. And so far, he hasn't let me down. He's, he's just constantly getting 200. He looks well undersized. And... And I love it. He's he's a jet. He's fantastic. And I'm actually very excited to see how he goes without Buddy this week. Because I know that Sydney really like to push up and just let Buddy have the whole 50. And they think that, you know, Buddy can just do everything. But then they kind of flock and let Haney and Goulden and Papley kind of into more of like a crumbing rover role where I assume they're going to get more handballs around and everything when they're at the feet of Logan McDonald. Mm-hmm. Nothing to take away from Logan McDonald. I just Sydney just don't see him in the same light as Buddy. So I feel like it's going to be a lot more opportunity for Goulden and Heaney without Buddy. Um, so I'm keen to say that. Uh, Zebel, that was uh, yeah. I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. That's a masterclass by me. Uh, as soon as I saw Zebel forward, I was like, this is easy because he's going to play back. Uh, there's no chance of him playing forward, and he takes the kick ins. Easy. And um, speaking of easy, oh, how easy is it having Harry Sheezy in your hit team? Oh, my God, what a superstar. Oh, the best thing that's ever happened to the North Melbourne Football Club. It's, it's, the, main re- it's the main reason you're not bitter about not getting Ashcroft is you've got Sheezy. If you didn't have Sheezy, yeah. you would be bitter as old gold chocolate, mate. Let's be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd still, be, uh, I'd still be pissed off over that mama crying little bitch that went to Port Adelaide, but, you know... <laughs> Don't have to worry about it anymore. He's uh, I, what's like? Who is that? What's his name? Um, I believe his name is Jason Horn Francis. And uh, uh, yes, I, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was actually saying this to one of the boys that I feel like North, like when North played Port, right? And I don't know if it's in Adelaide or if it's down here. It's in Tassie. North, it's in Tassie. Oh, great. 
just don't don't let us all boo him at Marvel. That's that's fantastic. But when like when we play them, I think every North supporter when instead because everyone always boos the opposition player when they move from your team. I think everyone should just get up to when Horn Francis gets the ball and just give him a golf clap and just go, thank you very much. Thank you for giving a sheasel. He's better than you. <laughs> thank you very much. Just That's, that's a lot better than where I thought that was going. I thought nah, you were going to nah, get your cups I'm, and throw it on the ground or something. <laughs> I'm a bigger man now and I've seen the light and the light is in the light of sheaze. Thank you very much. He's a man. So He's yep. awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he's generated the most amount of cash, I think, quicker than anybody in Supercoach history. I think Ever. he's showing what he's doing. Like, can we – I really love the quality that's coming out of your mouth at the moment, Jake, and I know you'll be honest with us. Can we have an, Can we have a genuine chat, though, here about – like, let's, let's compare, like, a Sheasel to an Ashcroft at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Do we agree that Ashcroft has a tougher role by going straight into the midfield compared to a Sheasel who can run off the back line? Do we do we is there a comparison there? Like I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm not trying to compare it. I'm just talking about the role. Do we find it tougher for a like a Jinbi who's had to go into the guts for West Coast straight away? Like it makes it really tough to pick your rookie of the year when a role has something to do with it. Like what's your thoughts oh. there? No, absolutely. No, I absolutely agree with you there. So, but but then again, like you look at it, Sheasel is playing the same role that Dacos is playing um, for Collingwood, right? It's yep. it's yep. pretty much identical that he's getting the kicks off and then he's running on and he's and he's making the decision making and he's doing a sensational job of it. Ashcroft has been seen, seen as that far like the father son rule of being like okay that. Ashcroft is not going to go to the worst team from last year and he's now getting thrown into a role where he's in a top four team now. Mm. And it's tough for him because, you know, he's expected to perform straight away yep. as a 19, 18-year-old. So, yeah, absolutely, it's it's harder for him, especially in the midfield. And I don't, I, I think Ashcroft is going to be a sensational player. He is He's got that. He's got that look about him. If he bulks up, he's he's going to be sensational. But at the moment, when we're looking at it, Ashcroft's obviously getting you know hit in the guts, and he's getting and everyone. As soon as he gets the ball, it's an easy target, right? If you're you know if you're an older player and you see this young kid coming into the league who hasn't got a lot of weight behind him, that's an easy tackle. That's an easy hit. Like you know what you're going to be able to do to him. And he's not going to be able to do the same thing back to you, even though Ashcroft is a like a bigger, more skilled player. So, yeah, I agree with you there in saying that, uh, yeah, Ashcroft's role at the moment is harder. But can you take away anything from what Cheese is doing in the fact that oh, he no. has most disposals for a rookie for in the entirety of the AFL by six disposals in four rounds? It's just phenomenal. What he's do you know doing. What, do you know what I like the most about him? It's not so much how much of the footy he gets. It's the composure and the time he seems to have when he has the footy in his hands. That's the part that I look at and go, yeah, this this kid's got something. Um, and I think it might have been it might have been Justin in the chat actually that did a bit of a comparison to sort of a 
a Scotty Pendlebury. And it, and it is. It's like those players where when they get the football, time seems to slow down. Um, yeah. yeah, he, he just – that's that to me is where he looks special. And I think yeah. that, that's what stands out for me. Yeah, Could not agree more with that. He just – it's like he's he's doing the same thing that LDU does. He plays at his own pace. It's the same thing that Pendlebury does. It's like they don't give a shit if they get tackled. They mm. just do what they have to do. They focus in. And I've obviously I've watched every single second of every North game and then plus others. And I'm, I I just don't see, besides, besides Dacos and then besides, you know, the more informed Backmen that do those, like that are entrusted by their teams with those kicks, like Bailey Dale, uh, like Redmond. Um, they, like, he's he's really showing that kind of composure and that kind of attitude that he's knowing how to play the right way. And especially for his first time coming into the AFL. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big cheesy believer. Um, I'd love to see him keep it up. And even if he doesn't, I'm still stoked with how how he's performing at the moment. Uh, even if he gets under 100 next week, don't care. He's still doing such a phenomenal job for someone that's, you know, he's going to work into being such a good player. I've seen him stuff up one kick, one <laughs> kick, and that was because he's getting chased down by Cripps, and I'd be scared of getting chased down by Cripps. What about the big... um, what about the deliberate out of bounds where Fremantle should have got a free kick after the game? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are we talking... No, 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 that was Daniel Howe. All right, come on, mate. Don't try to take me with that shit. Anyway, what I can clearly see here... We all saw the siren go, okay? North one, give us the four points, let's go. What what I can clearly see here, boys, is that we've got LDU, we've got Sheasel, we've got Zeebel, and there's potentially a little bit of Cam Zerha that are etched Mm. in the wank bank of Jake Skidmore. So how about we look at... Some trades. What's going on let's with your do trades? No, nah, let's do it. We're at that 30-minute mark. I wanted to jump into some trades for sure. Let's start with, and, and Dell, I'll throw to you. I'm going yeah. gonna to talk about the most traded in, traded out trade at the moment, um, and then we'll get to the break-evens as well. Break-evens is really interesting this week because there's no real crazy standouts other than maybe one or two who are still at their sort of rookie price. Other than that, you're starting to make a few choices. So let's leave that for one second. The obvious yep. one at the moment is the Sam Doherty discussion, which both you and I have Mr. Doc in our team. So maybe we'll mm-hmm. address sort of where our mindset's at. Now, yep. the, I, find it, I find number three amazing on this, but here are the trades that include Sam Doherty. He's in one, two, three, four, five, six. He's in seven of the top 10 trades that have most happened this week. The obvious one sitting at, well, let's start at the bottom. The bottom with just over 1,200 is Mitch Duncan coming in for Sam Doherty. Then it's, then it's Tim English for Sam Doherty. So that's obviously people just moving some players around a little bit. Jake Lloyd comes in at number seven um, with him now having, I think he's had a few 90s and a couple of 100s um, and showing that he's sort of a little, not the Jake Lloyd pig of the past, but still sort of back playing that role a bit and looks comfortable in getting some points. Mm-hmm. Luke Ryan is still on everyone's radar at 1688. Number of people have done the trade. Then we've got the obvious three. I find it amazing that somehow Nick Dacos is still only just being on an in now on 3,863 trades. Like, I find that astonishing that he hasn't been in by now. Um, and then the obvious two at the top. Tom Stewart sitting at number two and Jordan Dawson sitting at number one. If 
money isn't the issue, what are you doing with Sam Doherty? Mickey? I think number one and number two there are, are clear standouts to me. Tom Stewart is as cheap as he's ever going to be. What is he, 570 now? And that's with that score of 16 or whatever it was. you got Jordan Dawson, who has been called the unicorn with just the way that he accumulates supercoach points with his beautiful kicking. Uh, one other one that I'm personally looking at is Jack Sinclair from St Kilda. He yeah, started slow and now he's starting to, to really come on. Like his possession totals haven't really wavered, but I'm talking from a super coach point of view that he's starting to be a little bit more accurate. Those short kicks are turning into those long kicks, which are extra points, and he's hitting targets now. So, and look, St Kilda 4 0, they're looking good. Membry back this week. I personally think they'll beat the Pies this week. Um, yeah, Jack Sinclair for me is probably one that I am looking at bringing in that you haven't bought up. Who, um, you don't have Dawson or Stewart though, do you as well? No, I don't, no. And, and so there's a part of you that still thinks you go the Sinclair. Is that just to have a bit of a POD or is that to sort of actually genuinely be like, he's the guy? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think that he will be a top six defender at the end of the year. And for me, it's choosing between Sinclair and Stewart. And yep. while Stewart's been extremely good since he's been back, the knee still concerns me a little bit. I want to see three or four games in a row out of him before I grab him for my team. I really love your shout for Sinclair. And you've been talking about him for a while. I don't know how much we've said it on air, but you've definitely been mentioning it, looking at his price and when's the point to bring him in. He's now getting the scores to back it as well. For mm. me, for me, Dawson is just the absolute no-brainer. I think with Duncan going back for Geelong and the things you say about Tom Stewart, if I had to pick between the two, I'm taking Dawson. I think he is the unicorn at the moment, and it's still at a price which is which is gettable without being too stupid. But I don't mind your shout for players, people out there that have been rocking the Dawson and Doherty combo from the start because that's what we talked about with some of the initial buildings of teams, which I wish I just stayed with my initial build. Um, yeah. I don't mind the possibly going Sinclair over Tom Stewart. I don't mind that. I don't know. Skitty, where, where's your head out there, mate? Uh, yeah, well, obviously, if I'm picking anyone out of it, it's going to be Dawson or Dacos. Um, I want to see Tommy yeah, Stewart. Let's, 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 let's take Dacos off this discussion. I think okay. if, you don't have, right, right. if you don't have him already, you, you, they don't listen to our podcast. So Yeah, that's, that's very, very true. And obviously, <laughs> they're not going to be top 1%, so they can get... <laughs> Silly as hell. Maybe, maybe they don't have Sheasel in their team either. Idiots. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, for me, it's I, – I really like the shout of Sinclair. Um, I feel like what he's been doing in that St Kilda team has been really good, and their defence has been absolutely it's unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is locked down to the highest yeah. level. Ross Lyon has really got them going nicely. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm just not sure about, like, if he's going to bring the same, the same scores as he did last year. Because last year he was, he was off his rocker last year. Um, so I'm keeping a very close eye. I am very much looking at one of these bigger names, uh, like a Dawson or a Sinclair, because I'm really liking the sound of that uh, for Redmond. Um, even though I'm, I'm really confident in Redmond, I just feel like, like I feel like there is – Watching Jordan Dawson play football is is a joy in itself. Watching him play in defense is he is great at what he does. And 
I think the most uh, the most confident that I'm going to be with Jordan Dawson is that like he's coming up against Carlton this week, and like I couldn't give a stuff. Like I still feel like he's going to have a massive score just because that's how well he's currently playing, and even you know with having the Kerno and the Mackay factor, it's not going to bother him. He's just going to go ahead and do his business. So yeah, Dawson for me. Um, I really want him in my team. I think a really interesting one with Sinclair, and I'm just having a bit of a look at his numbers and his tracker as well. So if I told you last week he had 31 disposals, 22 of them kicks, nine handballs, which that's pretty standard for him. He very much kicked a handball ratio. But if I asked you to tell me what percentage you think he got the ball in the defensive half versus the offensive half, any thoughts, Del, on what it was? And this is only Uh, a one game. This is one game. I haven't looked at them all. 75-25? 52-48 defence. Now, we're talking about a guy who last year clearly came around the back, got the handball, got his big numbers. He was 52% defensive half and 48 offensive. He kicked a goal as well. And I'm having a look at him. He, yeah, he got a lot of ball. He was either deep in defence, like right yep. back in the sort of goal square, or he's up on the wing or up on the right half forward getting the ball. So it's that, a that even better then because you're going yeah, to get yeah. points inside 50 delivery. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Mm. That's it. Was just an interesting. I just wanted to go and have a look at where the where you're sort of getting the football. I, for some strange reason, haven't got around and watched um, too many St Kilda games. I've seen a lot of their scores and and um, and what they're doing. So I, I don't mind that shout at all. I'm just trying to see what he went. Um, in the week before. Anyways, we'll push on. It's not good Good listening for people while I just, scroll through. Just quickly, yeah. do you know, I've watched a couple of St Kilda games and I'm, I cannot for the life of me think, is Sinclair the one that takes the kick-ins or is Cal, is Cal Wilkie? I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have to have a look. I've got the stats here. Yeah. So this is the interesting one. The game before against the Bombers, so mm-hmm. he was back to his 88% defensive half, 12% offensive half, but... If anyone has the AFL app and go and have a look, he is getting them up just up on the defensive wing was where he was getting the ball. You could legitimately yeah, right. say he was playing on the wing. He got a bulk of footy just back of the halfway. So he's really pressing up the ground and playing a different role this year to what he was last year. Yeah. So I think it's a really good yeah, shout, Dell, for people to go and have a look at. And I think they're yeah. sleeping on it too much. Yep. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, break-evens, break-evens. Let's have a look at that and let's 
talk about the players that people are talking about. I think it would be absolutely remiss of us to not mention uh, JVR at the top of this show. Um, you know, he's got a break even of 71. He's got an average of uh, break even of minus 71. He's got an average of 71. Obviously, he had a lower scoring performance last week with a 53. So obviously, cash is on the on the cards here. I'll start with you, Jake, then we'll go to Dell. Both your thoughts. Where are you at with JVR on – we talk a lot on this show, Jake, about job security, point scoring. Mm-hmm. Where's your mind at with him? Okay, so JVR, I'm actually looking at bringing him into my team for Davey um, just because I, I'm not fully sold on Davey and I'm liking what uh, the big boo is doing down in Melbourne. So – I like his break even. Uh, the job security scares me a little bit in what you were saying there, Rob. I'm uh, with Ben Brown and Tom McDonald there. Like, let's remember Ben Brown got what he got subbed or he got injured in that first game where he went massive, and Tommy Mack wasn't playing. And now Tommy Mack was playing last week, and now Ben Brown could be coming back as well. So. I'm just a little bit nervy on him, but I'm also thinking about getting him in just for that uh, break, like his uh, break even. Just before you jump in, Dell, just to get perspective. Mm-hmm. So I know you, Jake, have Filippo and Davey, correct? Yes, correct. So they're currently sitting at the number four and the number five traded in and out trade this week is that mm-hmm. trade. So JVR for either Filippo, which is at four with 2,100 people, and JVR for Orwin Davey, which is at 1,900. So very close to each other. I asked the question then, why do you choose a Davey who's at a break even of minus one compared and still averaging around uh, 53 compared to, mm-hmm. or, yeah, 53 compared to like a Filippo who's only averaging 61, slightly higher, uh, mm-hmm. but now is already back up to the break even of around 20, 23. Why, why, the, why the Davey versus Filippo when you're doing a sort of clearly a bit of a cash generation, I'm assuming? Yeah, I, I think it's just more. I'm more interested in what Filippo can do from an from an actual game perspective. I feel like he can make more of an impact than Davy. I feel like Davy is going to be there just do the crumbing and kick goals, and he needs the goals to generate his score to go up. But like, because he's basically tip a light, like like at the moment he's tip a light, and but he's not to the same impact that Tipper can have. So. If he doesn't get a goal, I'm just kind of like, I know he's going to get like the forward tackles and he may get an inside 50 here and there if he pushes up a little bit more. But like, I don't know, like, Mickey, this is because that was the thing that I'm wondering right now if it's Davy or Philippou and of leaning Davy, is there any chance that if Tipper's ready to come back, is he just going to boot Davy out of this side? Because I'm not sold he has a spot in the Essendon side. I'm glad you guys brought it up. I reckon he'll miss this week. He hurt his shoulder in the third quarter yeah. and then there was an incident where he had his ankle stepped on in the last quarter and could barely move. He got helped off the ground. I reckon there's a chance he misses. Yeah. So that, the shoulder worried me as well. Yeah. So when, when you're talking about um, cash generation, you got Filippo there. Yeah, he might be in the positives, but if you're looking for that cash gen now, yep. uh, even if he does play, I can't see him going monstrous. He is banged up at the moment and he will rest soon so whether it's this week or next week i'm not too sure but don't be surprised if he misses this week and so where does jvr sit for you mate he's coming in 
He's coming in. 100%. Uh, it, it is going to be wet, so don't expect a huge score out of him. But I do want to point this out. So you got you got Tommy McDonald, you got Ben Brown, you got Fritch, and all of mm-hmm. them, if you hung out with them blokes, three of them at a bar, and a couple of scary dudes came and uh, wanted to pick on you, none of them are helping you. Right. <laughs> this Van Ruin bloke, he like he takes the game on. Like he's he's tough at the pill. He's he's got that a little bit of extra aggression. So I think Melbourne need him in the side. I think his his job security, I believe, is quite good. He gives them that little bit of an extra edge. And uh, I, I'd love to see him stay in the side. So whether that's me just being biased in thinking, yep, I'm going to get him in, he's going to make me money, or whether it's the the footy side going, you know what, this guy actually adds an element of toughness to our forward line. And on the weekend, there were times where he had no chance of getting the ball, but he brought it to ground. And then your Chandlers, Mm. your Pickets, they come into the play. His second efforts, he had six tackles the first game. Tell me the last time Ben Brown or Tom McDonald had six tackles in a game. He never even got it at North. No. That's a good shout. He didn't play on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think his think top security is a lot better than what other people think. I think it's pretty comfortable. He's going to come into a lot of people's sides. I, I don't think I don't think anybody should doing it though with the mindset that he needs to be on your field. If yeah. you're doing it for an on field, that's the wrong mindset. Don't think that he can take an F six spot. He can't. He can't. If you're looking to be like a true, if you're going to look to be Jake Skidmore and get in the top one percent for the weekly score, he's not on your field. Um. Charlie Constable still sitting there with his minus 52, second on the list. I'm a hold. He'll come back into this team at some point. He's playing too good a football in the VFL, and they're not playing good enough football in the AFL. So to me, he's got to come back in at some point. And to be honest, he's a very good chance that he'll be on my field when he comes back in until these DPPs sort of happen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one player I want to talk about, though. I think he's a good chance to come into my side this week. I'm just so nervous that I'm about to use another boost and I could be down to one left. Um, Max Max Michelini at Adelaide. I love his role um, and I love what he's actually doing. And he's still sitting at a – he got 103 last week. He's got an average of 74 with Will Day and what could happen with whether they contest that. Well, I know they're contesting it, but hopefully it goes down to one week. Either way, even if it's two weeks, I've got to hold Will Day. This mm-hmm. could be the guy that I bring in with a 244k price tag and a minus 45 break even. Dell, what's what's your thoughts on uh, Michelini? Yeah, I like him, but for me personally, I won't be bringing him in because I'm looking at keepers now. So, uh, for anyone that's looking for cash generation, his his role looks solid. Uh, I saw an article today where he's played on he's played on Bolton. He's played on. Uh, I can't. I couldn't tell you who else, but he's played on three really good small forwards, and none of them have kicked more than one goal on him. So, he's his position in the side is rock solid. He will be playing, right. and he will he will score. He won't score hundred every week, right. but if you're looking for your seventies, you know, high seventies, low eighties, I reckon, yeah, pretty comfortably could bring that to you. But he's not a keeper. He's not a keeper, but for me, if I'm having a hold, which I've now been stuffed with the Doherty in the day and that kind of stuff and the things that have happened in the past, I'm looking at bringing him in. The other one I'm looking at then is it doesn't force my hand. I'm not excited by how many forward options there are to come in. Everyone's so excited to go, oh, Sheasel and Zeeble can both move to defense when they get their DPP status. I'm like, 
I think I need one of them to stay in the forward. I don't think there's yeah. that many options to bring in there. So for me, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, like, look, at some point, the Wilmots and the Cowans and that will have to go and then I'll upgrade them to keepers. But then maybe this guy comes in and can fill the role just for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sold. I'm not sold because it is paying a bit of a mm-hmm. price tag for it. But, um, yeah, I'll have a look. You, have you watched much of him, Skitty? Uh, yeah, I have, and uh, I was very impressed with him. I th- when I was watching the uh, the showdown, um, I thought he did a sensational job on Rioli. Um, so yeah, I was I was keeping a keen eye on him. Um, and then I did the uh, I did my old um and ah bull crap where I was like, I want to see one more week. I want to see one more week. And then he did another great job last week against Schultz. Now this is the one that I want to see. And the only reason why I want to see it so badly is because they come uh, they come up against Carlton, right? Carlton don't have a dynamic uh, small forward like Freo, like Port. So I want to see what he does when he doesn't have to do a massive tag on such a good on such a good small forward. So yeah, this is the week I want to see. Um, I don't know if I want to get him in beforehand to see what he can do. Or if I want to wait till after and then him come out and pull out 120 or something like yeah. that and I just sit there and go, well, shit. Robbie, but, that's a really good point um, that Skitty brings up because good small forwards take you to the footy. Mm-hmm. So if Carlton don't have one, so who does he go to? Is but it does he go to, But they have quite a few mid-size. Does he go to Silvani now? Yeah. Potentially. Silvani, Silvani, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I reckon that's a bit more. I call him Mick Delaney because it sounds like Mick Delaney. <laughs> Mick Delaney, so he's he's quite a tall, wiry sort of fella. So I could understand if somebody else said that, like oh, I called him Mick Delaney because he reminded me of you. But like yeah. that's saying that his name sounds like yours, so you're calling him your name. I just want to point that out. That's all. There's <laughs> there's, there's two blokes that uh, sound like Mick Delaney, and he's definitely number one. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, I think because of Silvani, he'll be deep back, and that, that's a lot of acid, you know, on a, a Thursday night. You know, Carlton are playing really good footy. Adelaide are up and about at the moment. There'll be a lot of people there. Yeah, I don't know. I just Does don't he go know. to, um, what's his name? Um, the young fella. Um, um, his, old man, his old man played in the AFL as well. Um, Silvani. Nah. Um, Durden? It'll come to me. They're draftees, a second-year player. Okay. Um, small forward, small forward. It'll come to me. Um, anyways, we'll move on. Um, Tyler Brockman, want to talk about here, minus 43. Oh, oh go. Motlop. Yeah, Motlop. He yeah. might go to Motlop. Yeah, it's yeah, good Um, Tyler Brockman got subbed out last week. Um, mm-hmm. Only got a 25. Looks good. They have a bit of a role there. I know a lot of people talked about him. I think he has a role at Hawthorne, but I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch mm-hmm. him. He's a genuine small forward. He's trying to find himself. He got. He's mm-hmm. had some injury prone years. They're just gonna like. They're just gonna nurture. I think they know that there's something in this kid, and they're just gonna nurture him through this season. So I would leave him alone. Yep. Um. The, to be honest, guys, I'm kind of gonna throw to you because the list yep. isn't really saying much for me. There's Judd McVee. There's Tyler Young. There's Judson Clark. Cozzy mm-hmm. Pickett is still sitting there at minus 24. Um, and he has his price change this week. 
Um, average of 117, obviously had a huge game round one, still at an 89 this week, but it was against West Coast. So how much do you look into that? Um, Will Phillips is still minus 23. Jack Higgins is minus 23. That Ned Moyle went out and scored a 64, but he's only played one game. Um, Oscar Baker's still sitting there with a minus 15. <laughs> I can't believe it. Harry Sheasel's still got a minus 12, even though he's accumulated 183K. It's just outrageous. One person I want to talk about, this person's getting talked a little bit. Where's everyone's thoughts on Mitch Owens? Um, getting the uh, Rising Star nominee, massive score. Is he getting a bit more game time or a bit more midfield time with Steele out? Or do we see him continuing this on when, when certain players come back, like a Jack Steele? I don't think so. No. You've got – he's playing as like a leading high forward as well, and that's memory down to a T. Yeah. Memory comes back this week. Then you've got Steele back in a couple of weeks. Like, St. Kilda are really injury-ridden. Don't get me wrong, he's a very good player. Yeah. But he, he is not going to pump out those scores each week. Yep. No, I couldn't agree more. I I said it as well to the boys. I wanted to have a real good look at Owens, the machina, the machete, yeah. and I'm really liking what he can do. But when I when I went back and watched the game, Mick's absolutely dead eye dick on that one. He is he's the Tim Membry replacement until Tim Membry comes back. Mm-hmm. He's doing a fantastic job of it, and I'm a big fan of the, of the machete. Yep. But, yeah, when memory comes back, he's going to ruin it. And all, all of that, I, I was really looking forward to getting him in. But, no, nah, I'm staying clear now, even though I'm, I'm, loving what the, I'm loving what he's doing. Big shout-out to Machete. He's doing well. Let's go before – I want to go to an ad break in one second to just one of our other sponsors in Snap Fitness, Epson and Bendigo. But before we go there and when we finish that, we'll come back and quickly talk about VCs and Cs. Uh, let's start with you, Skitty. Let's go. No explanation. Let's just say what we're doing. Maybe a quick explanation if you want. What are your trades this week at the moment as they stand? Okay, so my trades real quickly. Uh, as you all know, my first one was Warple out. See you later. I've had enough of you. You're an idiot. Um, and I'm getting in Hopper. So I'm real happy with Hopper. And then, yeah, my next one was uh, getting the big woo in for uh, Davey now that uh, Mickey Dell has given that the old thumbs up clear. So, yeah, Davey's gone. Big Roo in. Give me some cash, baby, and then we'll start making some moves next week. Beautiful. Yeah. Dell? Yeah, Doherty's out for me. Um, and then potentially Sinclair, I think, will come in this week. Sinclair did have a 63 a couple of weeks ago against Essendon. So I might even wait another week because his break even still quite high this week and then bring him in when he's even cheaper. Uh, there's two that I want to throw to you boys to see whether you've seen anything of them. Nick Haynes from GWS, Justin brought him up in the preseason. He's constantly scoring around 100 now. And Ollie Florent from Sydney, he's averaging 100 as well. Have I, either of you guys seen any footy out of these guys and would you consider them given their the classic mid-price madness at 400 and 440K? I think it's very clear that Haynes is back playing similar to how he did when he was named as an All-Australian. I think that's very clear. When Justin brought it up in our sort of pre-season pods, 
I think we definitely answered in that way, which was this is a guy that 100% has the ability to play that role that everyone loves. Dare we even try to compare him to a Tom Stewart? But mm-hmm. he just we were unsure on what role or way in which GWS were going to play and how we would fit into that. But, look, he's starting to show now you've got enough content to go off to go, look, he's consistently got a role that's going to go back to the way that he's playing, which is great to see for him because I've always rated him as a footballer. Um, Ollie Florent, Ollie Florent's one that I've really liked for a long time since he got drafted. Um, and he looks to be getting a lot more midfield role and run. Um, and he looks to be a bit more efficient with the footy as well, which is, which is great to see. I think you and I talk this way a lot, Del, which is, I think you'd have some serious peanuts to pick a Florent. I think you'd have a lot more confidence in picking a Haynes. Mm-hmm. Is where my head's at. Skitty? Uh, yeah, so with Haynes, I'm I, I'm a big fan of Nick Haynes. I reckon he is solid as solid can be down back for GWS. From a super coach standpoint, though, I'm staying well clear. Again, with the same argument that I have with uh, for Buckley, with Phil Davis coming back in, I just want to say how the team works with them both. I know he plays really well next to Phil. But I just want to see how it works. With Florent, though, so I've watched, I think, every Sydney game this year, and I've been super impressed with Florent. I always have been. I don't I don't understand where, like, what he's doing, but he's everywhere. He <laughs> looks sensor. He's, he's running forward. He's running back. He's in the midfield. And then he'll go to wing to wing. And he's just everywhere. He's... I don't, he's he's taken over uh, Row Bottom's role from last year, but doing it ten times better. He looks sensational. He's getting he's getting the uh, the cheap mark on the wing uh, on the half back to then kick to the winger, and then he'll run on and he'll get the ball back again at half forward. He looks unbelievable. I just don't know, like what like why Longmuir is now gone to Florent. Hey, just do whatever the hell you like, like. Just do it, and it's working out perfectly. So um, I don't know what he's yeah. doing, but I'm loving it because he's you everywhere. It's, you've got a guy that's gone from a 67.7 average to now he's sitting at 101. He's definitely – look, it's only four games, but you've got to still look at it when they when a stat slaps you in the face. Yeah, He's away from home. He's averaging 82 with an 85 and a 79. At home, he's averaging – 120 because he's gone a 107 against Hawthorne and he went the 135 against Port Adelaide. So he's an interesting one that actually, it's strange. We've talked a lot about how Sydney probably performed better on a bigger ground with their, their new age team that they have, but he looks like he's getting in and getting the footy at that SCG venue. So it will be interesting to see how he goes. I mean, they've got Richmond, Geelong, both obviously away from home because it's Adelaide Oval and then, um, and then Dan and Geelong. And then GWS, they come back to the SCG. But mate, he's got a break even of he's got a break even of sixty nine. I think I just read just before. Um, mm-hmm. So look, you, yeah, mate, we're at that point. Sorry, he's got a break even of thirty eight. Even better. So, jeez, I, I think he's getting a lot more time as well on the half back, which is kind of like inflating him a bit because he used to be in the middle. And then he'd come off on the interchange and then they'd sit him like 
half forward or something like that just to, you know, do whatever. But now he's, he's getting everywhere. So um, personally for me, I'm looking at him and I'm keeping a very close eye on him. I want to see how he goes against the Tigs this week. And obviously we all know how Richmond go. Richmond just run, 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 run. So I want to see how he goes this week. And then he's in serious consideration. And my mids, Tom Green, I'm looking at you. Watch out for Florence. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for me, the trades will be um, Doherty will be out. I think I can't go past Dawson at the moment. Dawson will come in for me. Um, it's either going to be Van Ruin or um, Samson Ryan for. Um, who was I going to drop out of my forward line? Um, oh, I might so, even drop Cogs. I might even drop Cogs. While yeah, you're, while you're looking at that, yeah. Robbie, get rid of him. Ben Miller ben has Cogs. been named as the ruck for Richmond. Who has? Really? Yeah. All right, so it's JVR then. So JVR will come okay. in. I'm not sure no, on Ben Miller's not. price, but if they're naming him as the ruck, I can't imagine his price would be too high. He might be one worth looking to get in. I'm just having a look. Um, yeah, he's, he's still 339, 700 as a defender. Yeah. 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 Um, no, nah, I think um, – so JVR then will come in for me, possibly even for Cogs. I'm thinking about taking a bit of a hit this week and have a, yeah. a weaker score and then have some serious cash around the 450, 460 mark um, for DPP balance round. If Day stays at two weeks and doesn't get down to one – there's a good chance I might have to bring in or do something like a Michelaney or Mick Delaney to go into that backline spot um, and spend a little bit of the cash and use the boost, which I don't want to do, but I think that's the smart move with with building this team back up before DPP round. So, hey, Robbie, yeah. Yeah, just mate. real quick, I know you're really, uh, you're, you're really worried about Day getting one or two weeks. I'll make this very easy for you. Does Will Day play for Carlton? <laughs> he does not. Oh, then he's getting two weeks. And you get a third, just because, you know, it's the way it goes, mate. There are some reports around, boys, that Will Gould potentially may play this weekend for Sydney. Yeah. He won't. Beauty. He won't. He won't. (laughs) Didn't they already declare that? I have have a message from, I'm in a uh, Facebook messenger group with a guy that has inside word with team selections at Sydney. He will not play. I've had a little bit of insight. If we're going to talk inside word, I've had a little bit of inside word that there's a chance that Corey Wagner gets picked for Fremantle this weekend. He's been named today. Has he? Oh, there you go. Did these? I must have just missed these come out. Sorry, everyone, listen along. Is that Corey Wagner? Is be, aware, this is, be aware this podcast has dropped a long time after we recorded it. So when it does get dropped, I apologise if I, I have missed that. But, yeah, no, my mate. Uh, my mate, my inside information told me that he was a good chance to get picked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want another little bit more of inside, um, from a Norse perspective, uh, Taron Thomas can get, uh, you know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to censor myself. He's done. Uh, and also, too, uh, we could be in a couple of weeks talking about a very nice uh, starting price for a young man named George Wardlaw that could be coming into the north side. So keep an eye out on that. That could be a nice little uh, nice little way to uh, put your cash on, cash in, and then uh, 
bring in someone that can get you some nice cash from after that. Sounds good. Hey, Dell's, Del, Del's got the inside of me. Where have you got it? Where have you got all this inside, Dell? I like it. It's good. It's good. Let's um let's quickly just go to an ad from our sponsors at Snap Fitness, Epson and Bendigo. Are you looking to make good on that New Year's resolution? Finding it hard to get into the gym due to not having anyone to look after the kids? Head on in and see Mark, Emma and the team at Snap Fitness Bendigo and Epsom for all your fitness needs. Both Epsom and Bendigo locations offer free child mining, which gives you the chance to head on in, get a workout done without worrying about the kids. All staff have working with children's checks and are super helpful with whatever your children need. Snap Fitness also offers a wide variety of classes such as strength and reformer Pilates, Tabata, strength classes, as well as one-on-one PT sessions. So head on in and say good day to the guys at either gym and tell them the Molten Boys sent you. Thank you to those at Snap Fitness 24-7. Epson and Benigo, we love them. Support those who support us. Make sure you go and check them out. Say hi, as you heard in that ad. If you've got your kids, take them with you. They have creation. They can take care of your kids while you can train. Nothing better than that. Boys, this has been an absolute blast. We are well over the hour, and that's okay because we're producing quality, so I'm all right with it. But we will push into our games, and what I'm going to go is I'm going to go around the table, and I want your tip, and I want you to pick one player from each team who you would look to possibly put the VC or the C on. Obviously, we'll probably be talking VCs to begin with, Um Obviously, we know also all of these are played in South Australia. Um, so Adelaide Oval to kick things off tomorrow night. We're recording this on Wednesday, but it's probably going to be tonight for everyone who's listening along. Adelaide v Carlton. Skitty, I'll let you start this one. Your tip and who you would look to put the VC on. Yeah, right. So I, I'm i doing and throwing big time with this game. Um, I'm loving the football that Carlton's playing. Uh, Walsh in is massive, um, as well as Kennedy. Uh, Doherty, obviously, a big out. Adelaide are going to want to show in front of the home crowd. So if I'm looking at it, I mean, look, we're thinking Crips for the, for the VC, but, geez, if I had Jordan Dawson... I would be throwing it on him. I, I'm, I'm loving him. I mean, I think he can go well. He's, I don't think he's going to have a direct opponent. I think they're just going to let him do what he wants to do, and he's going to pr- provide the class that Adelaide need down there. Although, I'm going to go the baggers by 15. Beautiful. Mickey? Can't be called the stat man without giving you some stats, can I? Yes. <laughs> last six games that Carlton have played at Adelaide Oval, their average loss margin is 65 points. Yep. Yep. They get hammered. And the last time Adelaide played Carlton in Adelaide, Adelaide won by five goals. And this was towards the back end of last year where Carlton were looking at finals and Adelaide was shit house. So my tip is Adelaide by four goals and Jordan Dawson slap your VC on him. Yeah, my tip is also um, is Adelaide as well. Being at home, I'm going to go Adelaide as well. Um, it's too hard not to put the VC on Dawson. I think it's one of those ones that everybody's going to do it so you feel a bit safer doing it, um, especially when I think I might take a bit of a hit score round. I think I've got to be smarter and not go too crazy with my VC options. I do have Crips. It's hard to look past him. What's our thoughts? Does does like an 
I look and I haven't looked at a team. Does like an Ed Kerno go to Jordan Dawson this week? I don't mind. It's that. either yeah, it's either Dawson or Laird, but I I reckon Dawson's more damaging. Laird yeah, accumulates. Yeah. Dawson's more damaging. So yeah. if Carlton are going to tag anyone, I'd imagine it would be Dawson. Yeah. Yep. Adelaide looks so much better with the ball in Jordan Dawson's hands. So, so that would yeah. be so that would be my only hesitation is Ed Kerno, and he does a pretty yeah. good job. That's very good shout, yeah. Um, I'll go back to Delaney. You can start this time. So, Frio play Gold Coast. Tip and any VC options there, mate? Yeah, tip Gold Coast. They've won They've won three of the last four against Fremantle. Last year, they won by six goals against them. Absolutely pumped them. Uh, a VC, oh, geez. Luke Bryan's doubtful this week. Uh Took Miller, I guess, if anyone, but I'm steering clear of this game. Yep. Skitty. Yeah, I'm also with the Suns. Oh, I think they're gonna uh I think they're gonna do it. And uh I don't like anyone in this game, but if you had to make me choose, one of my boys that I am a massive, massive fan of, and that's Noah Anderson. I'm a massive fan of Noah Anderson, and oh, I think with the bigger body. Going against Frio's small midfield, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Slap me on Noah Anderson, absolutely. So I, I think Fremantle are going to win. I think they've, they've, they've got to rattle their cage now if they can't go one and four for the for what they need to do. So it's got to be Fremantle this week, playing in Adelaide. They're not playing Gold Coast up in Gold Coast. They're playing in Adelaide. Um, is Wits back? No, no. I think Sean Darcy's a big look in then for somebody That's to slap a VC on if you wanted to be a little bit different. I think he's finding his straps. I think he'll dominate the ruck. Um, I don't mind the Noah Anderson call. I think the big bodies are showing that they play well against Frio. But, yeah, Sean Darcy would be big for me. If it wasn't Took Miller, I think Took Miller is the obvious next choice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon this is an absolute rip snorter. For everyone listening, I'm going to gather around. I can't wait. I'm jumping out of my skin. I'm getting ready for my flight. Um, this one's... Saturday night at Adelaide Oval, Richmond versus Sydney. I think it's going to be an absolute rip snorter to watch. Um, who's your tip, um, Skitty, and who's your VCC option? I really am looking forward to this game also. Mm. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the Tigs are obviously the proven team. Swans are fantastic. I'm going Swans, and I think they're going to do it quite I don't think it's going to be like a massive score, but I think it's going to be quite comfortable for them. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game with, you know, Swans winning by about four goals or so. Um, no Nankervis, no Lynch. I don't know if Rewalt's playing. Um, I think Sydney are going to just control the game nicely. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Swans for a VC. Mate, take your pick. Could be bloody anyone. I think. I think. There's, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring Supercoach game in this one. Pick one. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Pick yeah. one. Yeah. Pick one. Pick one. Um, uh, Peter Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realise we were picking one off the special bus, but anyway, that's that's the yeah, no, 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 charity you know? today. You That's can't good. come to the pod. You can't come to the pod and not put your name to something. Come on. Who Sorry, you're pick? right. Um, give me, give me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. You can stay Milsey. I'm going Milsey. Actually, you know, Mills is gonna have a game. Yeah, I'm right. going Milsey. If it's not Mills, it's it's gonna be Gordon. I think. Yeah. Okay. Like 
Sydney, five goals for me. Chad Warner will go last. Oh, yeah, that's better. Shit. Yeah, Sydney for yeah. me, three goals. I want it to be a bit more of a spectacle than that. I do like the Chad Warner call, but I actually think uh, I'll go slightly to the different side. I reckon, uh, I reckon Jake Lloyd will rack it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brisbane v North with your head and your heart. Skitty, is we, we're not going to make you say other than North. You can tip North, mate. What, oh, what's mate actually, look, in a nutshell, no, in a, a nutshell, what's your thoughts? Um, oh, yeah, sorry, Dale. Oh, you no, 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 you go. Oh, you mate, go sorry, sorry, my bad. Okay. Um, yeah, look, obviously, look, you know, I'm diehard North, but I'm also a realist in the sense of all words of the football community. And, you know, I just love my footy. So, obviously... So, I'm 10 goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just by nine. Just by yeah. nine. <laughs> now, look, so I've, the, the ground that we're playing at is, I don't even know what it's called, but apparently it's tiny as all hell and um, it's it's a shit ground. So, I think that could work in our favour and I think it's going to be purely a midfield contest with not a lot of ball movement around the grounds to be able to, you know, go around your wings and then like off your heart, like off their half backs and everything like that. So I think that may actually hamper our game style a fair bit because we do like to chiver around a fair bit. Um, so I think this is going to be one in the gut. Um, so when it comes to that, it's basically Goldstein versus McInerney and then it's Neil Dunkley and McCluggage versus LDU, Simkin and whoever else we put in there, whether it be Cunnington, Zebel, Phillips, whatever it is. Um, I think this it has potential to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I don't know how Suv's looking. Um, all I know is that if I'm going to go on a game where I'm not 100% confident with, I'm going to go the team that I think's better. So North by 10 goals. No, no. <laughs> I think Bri- Brizzy, I think, I think it's going to be – it could go either way, really. I'll, I'll tip, I'll tip Brizzy in a close one, um, and give me. Um, I, I think Dunks could have a fair game um, when when it comes down to it. I think Dunkley could go well out of the guts, and then he could also snag a few goals. But I'll tell you what, I'm going for my boy LDU. LDU is putting up 130, no fucking worries, and North are taking it home, baby. Woo! Dale. Kangaroos to win. My boy. They're, they're My playing boy. Like so there's no – it's going to be wet. It's going to be windy. Tell me how well do Brisbane uh-huh. play, primarily Danaher, Hipwood, these sorts of plays when it's wet, wet and then the ball hits the ground, they are hopeless. Mm-hmm. So for Brisbane to win, they need Cameron, they need uh, Bailey, they need these sorts of players to step up. Last week they did in dry conditions and got out the back of Collingwood. North Melbourne play a different brand of footy. I think if they can turn it into a scrap, LDU takes over and goes large. I reckon, here we go, upset of the year, North Melbourne to beat Brisbane. I think it's Brisbane's opportunity to finally get a win away from home this year. Um, yeah, you're right. Everyone, the only games they've won have been at the Gabba. Correct. But I think this is the chance because they're not actually playing a team at their home. And I'd be I'd be slapping on Lockie Neal. I think Lockie Neal has a big game in this one. That's how I that's how I'd be going. 
Uh, I don't doubt North. I think the four dollar eighty price tag on them is is very disrespectful, though. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's going to. Uh, I'm just looking at what's on Supercoach here at the moment. With um, sorry, I'll with, check Sportsbet. Yeah. I mean, whatever yeah. betting company wants to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Port Adelaide v Western Bulldogs. Twenty-eight. Port Adelaide v Western Bulldogs. Dell, you sorry. kick us off this time, mate. Yeah, I think this is going to be really close. Um, <clears throat> Port Adelaide at home, they've got Gatherand in their city. You know, they, they need to be up and about. I think the game is going to be won between Lysett and English. If Lysett can nullify English and his impact on the footy, Port Adelaide win. If English gets off the chain, goes forward, kicks goals, and then picks up the uh, possessions at will around the ground... I think Western Bulldogs win. It is going to be wet. We've seen last week that the Bulldogs can still play a pretty good brand of footy in the wet. And then they've got the bigger body midfielders in Liberatore and Bontempelli and and these sorts of players versus, you know, Butters and Rosie and Drew. They're all sort of smaller type of midfielders. So, yeah, it's, it's a 50-50. But do I need to pick one? No, you don't have to. You, you can't come on the pod and not pick one. Yeah, yeah you're right. Western Bulldogs <laughs> won nine points and Bontempelli to go stupid. <laughs> there you go. Skitty. Skitty. Lock of the week. My lock is on. Bulldogs are beating Port. No hands, no worries about it. Bulldogs are beating Port. And Liver is having a game. Their midfielders are too big, too strong. Wines is doing nothing. Um, yeah, Bulldogs for me, no worries. Yeah, I've tossed and turned on this one for quite some time. I, I, there's a part of me that wants to tip the Bulldogs. The only thing that's swaying me to Port Adelaide is the fact that it's in Adelaide. Um, I think the Bulldogs match up well against them. And I, 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 yeah, I'm on the I'm on the fence at the moment. But I don't mind the Bulldogs tip at all. Um, we're starting to get to the C point as well, putting the C on a player now because we're starting to push to Saturday night. Um, yeah, Bonds and Pally is probably the easiest and the best tip in this one. Libba's been good. Uh, the rain is coming in on Saturday night again. That's the forecast yeah. for Saturday night mm-hmm. is rain. There's nothing meant to be in the day, but it is meant to come in the night. So if you see that rain starting to come down, your Tim English and your and your uh, and Libba show that they can still put up the numbers in the rain. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't even want to touch Geelong v West Coast. It's as boring as that shit. Um, I'm, I'm actually choosing a bottomless brunch over it. I don't think I'll be going to the game. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think we can all assume Geelong is being a tip. Is there anyone you put? Uh, Geelong's Jezza. Jeremy Jezza, Jezza, Jezza. He's phenomenal. He could be the best player in the AFL right now. Jezza, slap it on if you've got him in your team. We were talking about him being a bit more – he's a bit of the modern-day Franklin a little bit, the closest thing that's kind of to like Franklin, that get up the ground, be agile. But if anything, he's a better lead-out mark overhead. It's just probably yeah. – they're, they're an interesting two, those two. Um, yeah. It's unreal as well. He's had, his, he's had his first kid and he's decided to play better, which is unbelievable because yeah. I thought having a kid made you sleep less and are tired more. And he's just come in and gone, you know what? I can play better footy with the kid, so screw it. Otherwise, his miso is doing a fantastic job. Good on you, Indiana. Oh, first name basis. I like it. Very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, sir. Yeah, I went to school with her. You know, is that true? 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Eltham High. She was, uh, yeah, she's absolutely. Hey, we're taking an hour and 20 minutes and we drop that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you started yeah. with, um, you started with, uh, what's his name? The coach at the start. That was what? a big drop at the start. And then you've, um, what, you didn't think like, I, you reckon I should name drop Jeremy Cameron's miso Indiana Petra before I name drop Terry Wallace? All right, fair enough. Sorry, I'll do it next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll change what this podcast is all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. GWS, Hawthorne, they're not playing at Adelaide Oval. They're playing out a little bit in Norwood as well. This is an interesting one. Dell, who are you going in this one? Oh, I have to pick someone, don't I? <laughs> GWS. They have to bounce back, don't they? they they've got, oh, they you can't lose to, can't lose to Hawthorne. No, you can't. And without Will Day, who's their prime ball mover at the moment, mm. GWS by four goals. And a C option this week. Let's go, Josh Kelly. Uh, yeah, I've been toing and froing it a lot of bit uh, as well. I'm. I really want to tip Hawthorne here. I just, if they want to come out and play, I'm like, I'm kind of going towards it. But I think I just got to go with what I'm confident with, and that's Giants and. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's just stuff Rob around. Yeah, Camilio. Yeah, I reckon he's gonna have a massive game. Yeah, yeah, get it on Cogs. I no. may end up holding. I may end up holding Cogs just because of the fact they're playing Hawthorne. Like, there's every chance I'm just holding <laughs> playing Hawthorne. Um, yeah, I, GWS. I think have to get up. I think Tom Green's the one that has the big game in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit wet and windy, um, and he'll he'll play a big one. Um, Collingwood St Kilda, which is at the start of the year, we were sort of contemplating. I was going to go out and watch my Hawks play, and and then come back and watch this at the second half when we signed up for Gather Round at the start of the year. But I have now turned to my old man and said, "I'm really don't need to go and see Hawks. I've seen the plenty of the Hawks, and this is not the year. I don't want to miss a minute of this game, and I want to see the Ross Lyon structure live, and I want to see the Collingwood speed live. Um, I think this is absolutely right up there as game of the round." Um, where's your tip at, Skitty? Yeah, I'm look, you boys know that with that better um hundred to one bull crap that came out, I chucked my money on Collingwood. I'm big into Collingwood. Um, even though uh their supporters are crap and um all the jokes that go with it. So um, but yeah, I I, I think what they're doing under Craig McRae is just fantastic and the fact that I didn't see it earlier that, you know, they got a coach from the best team that has ever existed in the AFL history and I didn't put two and two together that they could actually play good football. It's like ridiculous, but they are phenomenal. Um, I think they beat the Saints. I think they hand the Saints the first loss. Um, I reckon it's probably about 20 points. I don't care if, like, they don't have a Ruckman. Um no, actually, I'm going against myself. No, I'm going to St Kilda. Marshall's too good. Yeah, no, I'm saying. <laughs> All right, this podcast is clearly going too long. We're starting to lose yeah. it a little bit here. That's outrageous. <laughs> Del? Yeah, Saints by 20. And Rowan Marshall, captain. My captain. Yeah, Marshall. Uh, Saints to win. Nick Dacos, captain. And hopefully you touch on Melbourne and Essendon as the last game of the round. Mick, real quickly, are you not worried about uh, St Kilda like holding the ball 
too much for Dacos to not like I'm a little bit worried that St. Kilda are gonna like just hold the ball too much and Dacos isn't gonna impact the same way that he normally does. Not at all, because Collingwood could have thirty percent of the ball for the whole game and yet they're still looking to get the ball in Dacos's hands every yeah, time. <laughs> I do. I do apologise. I think Colin would win this game. I think Dacos has to get the C. Um, yeah, sorry. I totally... But I don't mind the Royal Marshall shout. And hopefully he does bounce back and, and have a bit of a, a rip snorter. Yeah. I did miss a game. I did miss your Bombers. I apologise. That was not intentional. That's okay. Bombers v Melbourne, which is... Uh, it's an interesting one. So I must have two games that are clearly back-to-back. And this is how this whole gather-around package works. You do buy the, the games and you sort of nearly can go to them all. Because it's at 2.10 and then it's at 5.50. So they're pretty much just mm. straight after each other. So I wonder whether they're clearing people out, bringing them in. I'll, I'll let you guys know. But, um, yeah, Essendon v Melbourne, uh, interesting game. I must admit, I tipped against the Bombers last week and they were they played a bit better than what I thought they would. So, yeah. Thoughts, Del? We do play well against Melbourne. Like last year when they were flying and we were ordinary, we were up into the last quarter before they overrun us. I really want to tip them, but I can't. Melbourne by a goal and Clayton Oliver to have an absolute field day against us. Yeah, I was looking at this before. Clary always does very, very well against the Bombers. Um, I don't know if it's because their mids don't want to play any defence or if Clary just gets into the right posies against the Bombers. But either way, uh, yeah, I'm going days. I'm not going to be as nice to Mick. I reckon it's five goals. Bombers haven't impressed me at all. They haven't bloody, they haven't beaten anyone of note this year. And then they got pants by St Kilda. So until they show me a bit more, even though actually, actually in saying that though, they did comfortably handle GWS last week and I tipped them. So I thought they played a very good brand of football for, you know, certain stages of the game and then they kind of dropped away. You're um, welcome. <laughs> for what? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, sir. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. So, yeah, no, D's comfortably. Clary uh, to have a game. Uh, if you have Petrarca as well, I don't know why you would have a Clary, but, yeah, I think Track's going to have another nice nice day out and uh, Grundy's going to pull down uh, Draper's pants as much as I like Drapes, but Grundy's a step above. So I think the yeah. Melbourne midfield really take really take a bit of a smacking to him this week. Yeah, Clary, Clary averages 102 in his career against the Bombers. Last year he got a 146 against them. And when he played Adelaide the Adelaide Oval, he had a 176. He only got mm-hmm. a 68 against Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. So that kind of ruined my fun there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I think the bomb, I think the Ds are going to be too good. And I think Clary, he's just playing too good at football not to be the guy that you put it on. Um, he's one of those ones that people People might if even wait all the way till that to be the VC. Um, if Essendon win this week, Sunday. if Essendon win this week, they'll play finals. Are they going to win one, or is it going to be like the last twenty-one years? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and on the, that this, note, this is the type of game I think they could nearly do it. It's a big cool. good luck. I like, I, like you, I, like, I like you back into the team. Ultimate. Like yep. Done. <laughs> wow. On that. All right. Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, Skitty, on our podcast today. I think the quality of the conversation is what's extended us yeah. from that one yeah. hour to that one hour 30. 
We really enjoyed your insights, looking at your team, getting your insights to the actual footy. I think it was probably one of the first pods where we really dived into sort of some genuine footy chat on top of some super coach chat, which yeah. was awesome. Mate, any final words from yourself before I let Mickey Dell have a final word before I sign us out? Now, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you two boys. It's a uh, this is a big tick off the bucket list to be on the old Molten <laughs> Fantasy Sports podcast. Um, yeah, any single time you boys want me to come in here and lift up the band of levels, I'm more than happy to come back. We all know that Matty Morell's not going to lift any of that. So, uh, anytime, boys, I really appreciate it, and uh, it's been great fun. So, all the best to both of us, all of us on our teams this week. We still haven't heard from Elvis's Bulldogs, who came top of the league this week, Robbie. So for Steve, who came number one in the Molten Fantasy Pod League with a score of two, sorry, was it 2,315 this week? He needs to message us, otherwise your prize is going elsewhere, mate. And for those other people. Do not give this pack away. Do not give it away. For the people that are in the league, you need to like, you need to subscribe to our channel for your chance to win these prizes. If Elvis's Bulldogs do not claim their prize, what we are going to do is we're just going to pick a random person who has liked and subscribed to our channel and they will get the prize. So like, subscribe, get around us, forward us on to your mates. We bring you good quality banter. We bring you good quality AFL stats figures, team structures, and we've got Mr. He was 1%, but he's probably top 5% now down the bottom here. We've had the <laughs> 2000, we've had the 2019 winner on here. We've had Trent Evans, who was sitting top 1% as well. We're bringing you good quality people who are doing very well this year. So and we've got more. We've got, way more. We've, got, we've got way more lined up for the rest of this we year did. as well. It's going to be an absolute pleasure. Guys, it's been so much fun. Um, I feel like a kid in a candy store. It feels like the night before Christmas. I am going to go and take myself to bed to get ready to get up for my early flight to gather round tomorrow. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 